0: We have left, we're going to talk right down to earth in a language that everyone here can easily understand. If I had a guitar, I would play the awesome intro by Living Color, the remix that is. Anyways, ladies and gents, it's who the fuck else, Brian Rails, on a Wednesday night, off the rails uncensored. So one side of professional wrestling had a bunch of gammering about what's been going on in NXT through, you know, let's see here, Sam Ballard, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, the feud between those two, that's actually, you know, a feud that if anyone said it, it would never end, you know why? because it just will never end, and that's fine, because Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano talked about how they, you know, met at the tryouts, and what happened, and they were told they got a note saying they had to go home, because they were not, you know, if you were six foot nine, Gargano said, then you may have a better shot in NXT, and this was 2015, you have guys like um, Eric Arndt and Sami Zayn coming through the door. Sammy's not that tall. I mean, the man's like six one. But Gargano's point was, I'm not that big, but I can give the fans a great show. So the entire night, it went back and forth from Gargano and Ciampa and how their rivalry came to be. And I'm sitting here wondering, you know, that Raw and SmackDown Live they did an entire night, you know, with no crowd because of the quarantine rules going in effect. We're no, no gatherings more than 50, no more than fifty people, and I'd have to read you more about the stinking virus, but I'm sure you guys get enough dosage of that already. Um, I'm here to report professional wrestling because we need to hear something that. Some of us who are connected to professional wrestling want to hear. Or if you don't like it, you know, you can tune into a different podcast, which is fine. You got Attitude Era Live, Icon, and Big Swing, and Granny Holzer. You've got Heel Marks Podcast. You've got My Podcast. There are several shows, my friend, that if you don't like what you're hearing, You've got a wide variety. Colt Cabana still runs his show. Jericho has his. JR has it. There's a shit ton. Anyways, as I was saying, there was a show. And, you know, it showed past, you know, what's going on last few months with NXT. So, past. Then you flip over to AEW and they're having matches with wrestlers sitting in the audience like Sonny Kiss. I'm going to read AEW's card fairly quickly because not that I have any obligation to be anywhere. But Matt Hardy is now a part of AEW. Luke Harper is now a part of AEW showed up and well I mean that's a big, big impact right there because if if you think about it Luke Harper had the crowd fool tonight when he walked out in that Matt Hardy garb, so he's the exalted one. I think that would have fit Matt Hardy. I think that's (laughs) – oh, goodness. I like the fact that they didn't stick to predictability, but, dear Lord, um, him being the exalted one for the Dark Order, I mean, Luke Harper does fit the gimmick. He does fit that description of what Dark Order is looking for. I mean, after all, the man was a part of the Wyatt family. And then the... Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, which is the dumbest gimmick ever, but, you know, whatever. That's just my personal opinion on that. So, Evil Uno and Sue Grayson, they said they were revealing the Exalted One. And the Dark Order has Luke Harper... Which should have been Matt Hardy Because look at the gear Lots of guys wore that gear Yes, Japanese wrestlers wore that gear Shinsuke Nakamura Kushida Lots of Japanese wrestlers wore what Luke Harper wore It's not the wardrobe It's the message, I guess So they beat down SCU So another faction being Another group up Okay, whoop do doo Um That's kind of the ball that got dropped if some fans take a look at it. And some fans say it's not the predictability we want because we already could get that at the other company. Now, let me just put this out there. I can point things out that some may disagree with because, you know, we all have different viewpoints that we latch on to, like piranhas latching on to flesh that, you know, somehow got into their fish tank or into their lake, or their... Anyways, the point is... So that's the main article right now. Oh, yeah. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy versus... God almighty. What are my results looking so bad? Oh, yeah, here's Bleacher Report. God forbid you read from them. Sometimes they're right, and sometimes they're not. But, you know... Okay this is what I'm going to say. For showing the audience, you know, you got wrestlers sitting out there cheering them on to make it seem like you got a small audience. Get it? Yeah, they're cheering them on, whatever. So, Cody Rhodes... So, you know, they talk about giving a lot of promos, right? So, he's talking about blood, guts, blood and guts, which is basically war games. And I don't know if they're doing that as a jab or... Ever, but I feel the momentary pause there folks. Sorry about that. That blood and guts is just a representation of war games, AEW's version. Some fans may be like, well, this version is probably better than WWE's, blah, 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 blah. I steer clear of that conversation, guys. I'm not going to change your minds. You watch whatever the fuck you want to watch. But to me, it just screams, we're trying to take president, you know, and have original names, but we're still taking ideas. That's what wrestling does, folks. And I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. I think it's a crock of shit. Have I been, you know, offered a job for AEW, you know what I would have said? I don't know yet because I haven't been offered one. And if you ask me that question again, all I'm going to tell you is, well, if I was offered a job, you know what my answer would be? Don't know because, as I said, have not been offered it. So moving forward, if you have questions, go to wrestle underscore radio. Feel free to message moi on that level. So, Adam Page, okay, so Cody Rose talks about it. He's doing the Mad Jackson, and Kenny Omega. Because the elite always have to be together, right, folks? Adam Page comes out with a beer in his hand. If he stood with him, you know, so Adam Page was asked, do you stand with this dude? And then, like Sandman, he walked to the fucking back. Oh, my gosh. So they needed Cody to open the speech. Whoever writes Bleacher Report, let me ask you this question. Are you observing or are you just writing out of your ass? Because it says, with the current situation, this is exactly what AEW needed to do. Having Cody open the show with a heartfelt speech before transitioning into the storyline stuff was a smart move. So, when WWE over exaggerates or overdoes promos, you guys jump all over it saying there was pointless. I get it. I get it. You gotta be unbiased. But here's my thing, folks. First match of the evening was Best Friends against the Lucha Brothers. I saw most of that match, it was um, action packed. There's a lot of shit that I saw that is going to irk me if I discuss the match with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus, you know, Sean Spears and uh, MJF at rings. He's like doing the million dollar man gimmick, paying people money. And you know what? I, you know what, people are like, well, I didn't have, you know, an audience. You know what, wrestling is wrestling because you still get the same reaction at home. Like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. That's a wrestling match. I particularly didn't like the match because I'm looking at it like, boy, this looks like a train wreck and a half. Orange Cassidy sat with the commentary team. This ought to be interesting. He put his hands in the pocket and someone put his uh, headset on. Anyways... I feel like, you know, it wasn't – okay, so Sean Spears were betting on the match with Tully Blanchard and Wardlow. Wow. So gambling on TV, whoop-de-doo (laughs) gimmick-wise. That's entertaining to say the least between what Tully Blanchard and Wardlow were doing or whatever the fuck they bet on a match. Awesome, folks. Both teams had control at different points, blah, blah, blah. I didn't care. Uh, so that match got be plus. I'd give it an F. So why? Because these these dudes are fucking terrible. Who? which dudes? Okay, you want me to be specific? Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. They look, you know, like some moves don't have to be perfect. I get it. And I'm not going to be cynical entirely on shit. But you know what? Watching the entire match of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy versus Warlow and whatever the fuck tattoo old man. I'll give you credit for doing a show with no audience, but so has WWE, so has, I don't know if New Japan is or not. I have not done my full research on them, but you know what? You want my honesty? Oh, give me a fucking break. Having some of the wrestlers at ringside helped a lot. They were making noise and helping to keep the atmosphere light. It was also wise to keep the hard camera pointing at the stage instead of a group of empty seats behind the ring. Forgive them for not sitting your fucking needs, you fucking smart, whoever wrote this article. Let me see here. Rio versus Chris Stratlander versus Penelope Ford versus Akira Ishida. No thanks. Uh, Their women's division is a joke. I try to review AEW as best I can, folks, but just reading it makes my head hurt. I've seen these people wrestle. So, yes, I can make a judgment call on exactly what I think of them. Despite people saying that I'm a cynic and I'm this, that, the other, I don't give a fuck. And, you know, the match gets a B-plus again. Who is writing this bullshit? The butcher and the blade. Oh, that's the match. Whoop-de-do! I that match got a C plus. It deserves an F. For those people who write these articles in Bleacher Report, you don't have to be a wrestler. But for those of us who, once upon a time, were behind the curtain and really don't make a name or did not make a name for so but still know a little bit about it—not all—because it's still a constantly evolving business, or not business, but sport. Professional wrestling is. That match was so wiki whack out, man. For real, there is there any formal training for AEW? Is there a training plan? Just asking for a friend, really. Jungle boy, Muchasaurus, You know, this sounds like something out of a comic book. For real, it looked like Matt Hardy. I, you know what, on this one. This one had me fooled because it's like Luke Harper's with uh, AEW now. I'm going to call someone out for saying at a press conference, we are not going to be oversaturated with WWE talent. We are going to make it homegrown so that when he's been in it for five, ten years down the road, we already have homegrown talent. Mr. Rhodes. Great talented dude, visionary, great wrestler, whatever. Well, so you don't call Jake Hager. People that have been rejected from NXT: Be A Priestley, NXT UK, Britt Baker, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone. At one point, worked for WWE. Justin Roberts, uh, Earl Hebner. That's not oversaturating. Luke Harper, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy's been all over, TNA, WWE, now AEW, Sean Spears, anyone, Pac, Moxley, Omega was once a part of WWE in 2004, folks. (laughs) Look it up. All I'm saying is, I don't really care for this nonsense, man. The Elite versus the Inner Circle, hmm, okay. Santana and Ortiz and Jake Hager took on Paige, Jackson, and Omega. It's the same fucking concept as War Games. They just said, which team would take advantage? Some people are going to revert back to, well, WWE does this. One saving grace this year was Royal Rumble and War Games. So what's next? Are they going to have a Starcade event? I mean... Some people are saying they're doing it purposely to incite WWE. Well, I hope, you know, that competition is great and that they're like, oh, it got you triggered. No, it got me all kinds of pissed off because you'd think a company like AEW would have some form of sense in originality. What they are doing like yes they're the new shiny toy and the new shiny toy will be liked for a year, year and a half too, if they're fortunate they say it's brand new material I could see some of the same shit you know And CZW or if I get a DeLorean some plutonium and go back in time I could fucking see this shit in ECW every match that AEW has is regarded with no rules. They get disqualified very rarely. Dynamite, Nitro, Blood, and Guts. Give them credit, it's a unique name, but the concept is two rings and a cage. War Games. It's fucking War Games. Matt Hardy is probably the only thing keeping that ship sailing because Jericho, Rhodes, Moxley, Pacs, There's so, there's stories, okay, the elite versus the inner circle. So basically NWO black and white versus NWO Wolfpack. Some fans catch on fairly fucking quickly. The comparison is one doesn't have a seven-foot dude who does the same monotonous offense every single fucking time, but he can sure as hell work a mic, and he sure as hell can work a crowd and get people hyped. Who am I referring to? Kevin Nash. The elements of the show tonight on NXT excuse to showcase Wrestlemania To showcase Finn Balor Rhea Ripley Johnny Gargano Tommaso Ciampa Yeah you know Things are a bit all over the place With this Shit going around And does it affect people Okay I express my honest opinion About What is going on In the world of professional wrestling And You asked me to do So, the inner circle won the match. See you all, what's going on right now. Pro wrestling is definitely difficult without an audience. It's also difficult when you're trying to put your stories in place. And to some fans, it makes sense. To others, it doesn't. And to me, I have not, a, not such a roundabout way of being completely 100% honest. Do you know why? Honesty is the best policy. Some may say, are you crazy? It was an awesome show. It was amazing. It was very, very captivating. Like, I can give you a lot of points as to why some people will flock to, you know, just watching wrestling because it's a distraction. It's a form of release, It's a form of therapy. It's, um, I watched one AEW match and wanted to turn it off. I mean, not that these guys don't work out or work out in the gym. It's like, where the fuck do you train to wrestle? And why does the match look like something I'd see on the indies? Without cameras, some of the shit that gets done in a wrestling ring, you can hear people laughing, you can hear people cheering and going, whoa, ooh, ah. Some people on the outside of the ring. Um... People steal gimmicks all the time? Yes. Do people bitch and cry about it on social media? Sometimes. Do some workers do this? No. Because some of them actually have the patience and the fortitude not to do it. Not to complain, oh, this son bitch stole my gimmick, blah blah blah, I hate his guts, blah blah blah. I hope you know karma's a bitch and so is I don't think some workers have the time nor the fucking patience to sit there and do this, but MJF handing out money. He's not the first wrestler to do this. Hunter did so, you know, when he was in an evolution. But before, Hunter was million-dollar man. You think Hunter complained, like, oh, I can't believe, I can't take this guy's giving, you know, and make it my own. Like, Flair's done it. If I look back, at tonight's show with AEW Dynamite. He knew Matt Hardy was coming. Yet some of the fans are like, well, it's not predictable like WWE. I get that. But I also get the fact that when audiences come back, it's going to be great because wrestling is going to be so competitive. And it's going to be one of those, okay, which side do we want to pick? People are going to say, well, I've watched enough and I can decide whether it's WWE or AEW, or I'm just going to watch both. I'm addicted to wrestling, folks. It's called wrestling itis. Kind of like an ailment, but you know what? It's called professional wrestling addiction. Some people will try to convert me and say, you know, you should watch real sports like UFC or boxing. What I'm trying to get to in a roundabout fucking way is a part of me felt so lost when I watched the match between Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy as a team versus Wardlow and whoever the fuck. When the big guy Luchasaurus was doing trying to do the same moves that a Ray Mysterio would do or a lightweight would do. It's just like, okay, you know what? I admire and applaud the big dude for trying, trying out big man moves. Actually, no. It was all right. Does this guy have enough agility to get where he needs to get? Um, timing was off during the standing Hurricane Rana. The standing moonsault looked horrible. Well, Jungle Boy is doing look literally like, oh, I can get out of the ring. Look, I can kind of cartwheel. They're like, don't knock it till you've done it. Well, if I was sitting in the audience, I would have booed the fuck out of that match. Let's be honest. Some fans are so enamored with AEW because they're like, oh, it reminds me of when wrestling was wrestling. What in the fuck are you talking about? When wrestling was actually captivating and there were stories that were compelling. Elite versus the Inner Circle. Chris, good talent. Sammy Guevara, eh, whatever. A man sticks his tongue out. It looks like when he used to bring that, uh, that fur on him, they're like, are you jealous? No. I'm not saying these guys are not talented. I'm just saying they're not my cup of tea. And there's no sugarcoating this shit, like I've said a million fucking times over. You can like who you want to like. I'm going to like who I want to like. I'm not pro-WWE in some points. In some points of watching, as far as content goes, I would prefer to stick to NXT. Uh, The main roster looks like they are up and down, raw. Have not watched that show religiously quite a while but anyways folks So you have recaps Versus awoken AEW I just summed up what I'm about to sum up In the additional 30 minutes for the Off the rails segment man Actually 33 minutes Folks this is the point in the show Where if you have small children Under the age of 14 I suggest You put earplugs in their ears. I know that a lot of them are home right now because you have nothing better to do than listen to my crazy ass. Off the Rails Uncensored is a copyrighted podcast. Any further usage of Off the Rails Uncensored's title during any broadcast or telecast is strictly prohibited, and you will be fined. $45 for every usage of the name off the or the title off the rails, uncensored, and reproduction is broke it did. Well, fuckers, because you're about to get insight about my take on AEW's current status and WWE's current status. I will do my best to be honest, blunt, and certainly not biased because I hate, anyways, before I get into the long tirade. I fair warn you, if you don't like what you fucking hear, turn the fucking podcast off. That simple. But if you do like what you hear, share, download, repeat. Anyways, buckle up, fuckers, you're about to get on one hell of a subject ride. Monkeys in the truck. Or just hit my music, please. Dig it. Personality. I know you're angry. I know you're dreaming. I've been thing you want to be. Oh, I'm the first person now. I like more. Alini and Kennedy. Sorry. I have to fill in lyrics sometimes because it's what I do. Really want my humble opinion on what the fuck I think about AEW and what else the hell I think about WWE. It's really difficult to have a show in front of an audience. I don't know how these guys do it. And that's where I give credit where credit is due to both sides. Because to perform without an audience takes a lot of guts. It also, you know, you're already on airtime, you made a deal with networks like TNT and USA Network. I don't know the average cost exactly. You know that companies are paying the networks to be, you know, having their show produced on USA or TNT. However, I'm going to tell you, you know, with all this uh, not, or with all this stuff going on in the world, it's nice to have distractions like Matt Hardy, and Luke Harper showing up, and AEW. But again. My whole take on it is, and a friend of mine keeps telling me, well, they don't want, AEW does not want to become a predictable show. And you know something, folks? I watched, I sat and I watched match from AEW, I sat and I watched some of the interviews from uh, WWE, not interviews, but promotions and promotionals and promos, I watched promos, superstars like Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley and Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, and they told their story of like, this is what happened. something folks. I read, you know, the way that Bleacher Report reports certain things. It's like they have writers in place, just like, you know, sports writers, sports columnists. My only beef with them is really capturing the essence of what's going on. Or are they just biasing their opinions? To relay to the general public, this is what happened, this is what you missed out. They are descriptive, yes, and they described what went on during the entire night of March 18, 2020. When you have articles written online, do you know how hard it is to be giving out grades and winners and losers? It's like reading through the report, the inner circle versus... The elite. My initial thoughts are okay. Inner circle has Jericho. They've got Guevara, who's great on the mic, and they've got Santana and Ortiz. I'm telling you. Those two I will love her one day. If this ever happens, if they have, like, a one-night stand, you know, UCW had a one-night stand, I just feel like Santana and Ortiz versus, how do I put this? The Usos versus the Briscoes because listen bandana on a pole match. I ain't biased and stereotyping, but dear Lord, You've got the Uso Penitentiary. You've got Stan Walton's Finest. And you've got the Briscoe Brothers. I'm intrigued now. I'm not getting off the beaten path, dude. It's kind of hard to focus on AEW when all they're going to say is, okay, try and focus on each match itself without having some cynical thoughts. It's like, I watched a couple matches here and there. And I'm going to say the tag match between Wardlow and whatever the fuck versus Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Um, there are certain points in the match that make me go, were these people, were these guys even trained? Luchasaurus is a big dude And the moves that he does To me It's great that you have a guy That's so uh, enthusiastic about Doing little guy moves Keith Lee does that in NXT And having wrestlers in the audience Wasn't a bad idea And then he's like "Well, the hard cam blah 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 So you must be either One a former worker or you just learned terms The dude who wrote this in Bleacher Report So And I'm just kind of this out since uh, I read the winners, losers, and best things that happen in AEW. Yes, Matt Hardy's a definite impact. And I'll give them credit for that. At the same time, we're not saturated with WWE talent. We're not over going to oversaturate. We're going to have homegrown talent. Homegrown ain't exactly New Japan and former NXT UKs and Former NXTs. Yes, I know I'm going all over the place, man. But here's the thing: you got to understand with me. I'll get to the fucking point. With AEW, they remind me so much of old WCW and ECW, not to the effect where they were actually decent. Because you take away, you strip away the hardcore matches that they have, and tonight was just strictly, you know, wrestling. Because brutality without an audience looks dumb. Just saying. Some of you say, why are you hating on it? Uh, You don't even spout facts. Yeah, AEW has beaten WWE in ratings the last seven weeks in a row. However, when WWE weathers the storm, when the audiences come back, it's going to be interesting to see how each company duels one another. You know, okay, we've got Keith Lee and Cameron Grimes and Donovan Dijakovic feuding with one another for the North American Championship, and Damian Priest. Monster Factory Kid. One Monster Factory guy. That man is too much of a man. He looks just too too big to call him Kid. Anyways. When you come back, it's Donovan Dijakovic, Damian Trieste, Keith Lee, and Cameron Grimes. Then you've got Velveteen and Adam Cole. You've got Velveteen versus the entire Undisputed era. This has been building up for longer than a year. So you know what? Some of the WWE teams that people are like, we've seen this before. Well, you know, copying and pasting ain't a bad idea. Especially when it comes to what have we not done before but fans may or may not like to see. It's a fucking trial and error when it comes to fans going, well, we've seen this before. We don't want to see this. You ask fans what they want. Some of them don't know. and Some of them are a bunch of bandwagoning fucks. Especially after watching AEW's show tonight, they were like, to me, there was definitely good points, and bad points. It wasn't terrible. But I believe that you dropped the ball, my friends. Because the Dark Order would have been much more fucking relevant if you put Matt Hardy in the fold. And I know what some of you are going to tell me. They didn't want predictability. They wanted to add their own flavor to the story. Okay, yeah, that cricket, cricket, fucking chirp, chirp. They say that you're not supposed to tear people down or, or in the promos. You're supposed to build them up and then tear them down. What did I do? I said, AEW show wasn't terrible. It wasn't the best of shows. It just gave me one big headache. You say you're trying to distance yourself from being just like that other company. The fucking problem is when you start doing that, thank God. It looked like Cody started off the show, and it was a heartfelt moment. How? A guy getting on a microphone, you know, in the times like this, get it, you know, some people are big fans of his. A lot of people are fans of Cody Rhodes. There is no denying that AEW does not have a cult following. Okay. Which side of the tracks do I fall upon? Wrestling's wrestling, man. You can like whatever show you like. You can You can cheer for whom you want to cheer for I'm just going to give my honest opinion And you know what And I'm going to tell you might not be the popular opinion But I'm just going to point this out Yes, AEW has two hundred thousand times, you know, two hundred thousand more viewers in the prior weeks to WWE's NXT. That's because some may believe that WWE is not taking risks; they're doing straight up wrestling matches. Well, you honestly want to get attention by getting color, that's great. That shortens your fucking career as a worker. Just ask Mick Foley. He would love to get back in the ring and work and take a chair upside the head, have it thrown at him, or be buried in chairs like he was in ECW back in the 90s when I was a kid. But the point is, AEW show tonight kind of showcased why they are in the position they're in. They, they have great stuff going on here, they know where to place stuff, everything's clicking in their mind. You know there's going to be fucking critics. You know there's going to be people that say, or haters, and say, your show is absolutely terrible. I never want to see it again, blah, blah, yada, yada. Not that I don't want to see it again. It's like, I'm just thinking, what in the hell? That tag match to me stuck out the most because, to me, two tag matches, a six-man tag. You're not anything like the company that's, You know, down yonder, WWE, it's not the white big elephant in the room. What I'm trying to tell you is we are trying our damnedest as fans to keep up with all these companies. We have choices too. You know, like, okay, let's one week watch NXT, let's one week watch AEW, compare and contrast notes. Lady Lynn, I don't know her preferences, what she chooses to watch. Uh, maybe because Moxley, being in AEW, she feels compelled to watch it because, you know, firstly has the AEW championship in his grasp. So I don't know what my co-hosts watch, and I haven't been around her for, you know, for long because she's sick and she's feeling under the weather. But she told me one time, you know, I – I sometimes watch both, and I DVR it, and I'll watch it, and I'll compare and contrast. I like that, because at least she's being objective. I am being objective, saying I would like some a wrestling match that doesn't make me go, um, who trains you? It's definitely unique and different with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. It's definitely, their entrance is great. Their gimmick is fine. You know, at least they've got uniqueness going. I like guys that can think outside the box. And there are some people telling me, why don't you like AEW? I don't dislike them. I just think there's some things that need to be tinkered around with and fixed. I'm not saying, like I said, I have nothing against Chris Jericho. I have nothing against certain guys in the company. But, dear Lord, some of the things that get said at press conferences are noted in my head. To this day, it's engraven. It's like engraven. No, it's been metaphorically put inside my head like, you know what? I wonder, what was the thinking behind creative putting... Matt Hardy in a different position, they're like, well, we want him to join. He's with the elite. Okay. Because he gave him a much better, bigger spot in the Dark Order. Some aspects I get in, some aspects, eh, maybe. I just... Some say, you didn't see the bigger picture. He's with the elite. So that's not predictable? You knew they was going to join that side, but they say what if it turns? and like, then they fell under the same trap. Workers promoting what they think will get the fans, they're like, it's so unpredictable. We like it. Some aspects AEW is really hard to predict because you're trying to figure out, okay, what is a good wrestling show? What's going to be great for the fans? Fans are very wishy-washy. I don't know what they want, or as Daniel Bryan says, fickle, fickle, fickle. fickle. One week you boo, and one week you cheer. Who say you? I'm classifying. Look, isn't it the truth? When you watch AEW, you're thinking, what the fuck's going to happen? In WWE, some people say, will say, Well, we know what the fuck's gonna happen We've read it off uh, Dave Meltzer Or we read Bleacher Report Look, man All I'm trying to tell you is AEW's not the saving grace To professional wrestling Nor is Whatever You seem to gravitate towards Because it's getting kind of funny here, folks I've had to block this dude and he keeps creating fake profiles. But here's the thing I'm going to keep it professional. If I wasn't a room full of people and I said, okay, you have a choice between NXT or AEW or New Japan or Ring of Honor, if you like Ring of Honor, say I. If you like New Japan, say I. If you like CZW, Wrestling Revolver, WWE, NXT. You know how many different variations of eyes I get in different languages? That's the beautiful part about professional wrestling. I get a lot of variations, but I'm trying to get to the fucking point here. They think Matt Hardy made an impact by being part of the elite. They. AEW's creative talent team is no joke, man. You've got Billy Gunn. You've got Art Anderson, you've got Jericho, Moxley, Dustin. They're all working together as a collaborative unit, trying to get shit together. Piecing it together is kind of hard when you're a new company. I get it. But holy hell. Following suit with a six-man main event, you know, Hangman, Page, Matt Jackson, Kenny Omega versus Santana, Ortiz, and Guevara. It's not so bad, you know, having a heel faction win a match, a roll-up. Did someone pull the tight? Somebody do something dirty? Because if it just went over clean, I'm pretty sure it was pull the tights because there's no fucking way Guevara could beat anyone clean. I mean, I'm sure he could, and it would shock the fuck out of someone, but it, hmm. I don't see that in the foreseeable future. A heel, you know, winning clean? has been done before. Guevara winning with a roll-up because of the distraction, you know, whatever, because Hager was involved in this match. I'm just going to point this out here, folks. I ain't mad at AEW. I'm just pointing shit out because I want so badly to get behind them. I just can't. NXT, when it has an audience, That's the direction I tend to gravitate more towards, towards, sorry. It's because they wait till the pay-per-view to do the special things, you know, like chains or a chair to the head or tables or whatever. You don't want to risk your career during a live show. Risking your career, meaning jumping off a scaffolding, you know, doing a leg job from a far distance. Oh, wait, you know, that's DCW back in the day. Vic Grimes, anyone? Look, all I'm trying to say is I've seen just as well a lot of professional wrestling in my uh, 32 years of being on this earth. I can tell you a show that flows quite well is a show that actually does have a fucking fighting chance. And which show am I referring to? Both AEW and NXT. They're really, you know, it's funny. They're pulling out all the stops. This is like, some of you say it's the new Wednesday Night Wars. Others say it's not even close. It's not even a competition. When you have a referee that gets over, and I'm just going to point this out. I love Yali. I love you to death here. When you have a referee that gets a chance, here's my problem with that. The referees are not supposed to be getting over. They are supposed to be counting to three and, you know, asking someone if they submit and ring the bell. They're supposed to be staying the fuck out of the way. You have Aubrey Edwards, who is a very talented referee. But when you, sorry, when you get chants from the crowd, it's not that you're doing your job wrong, it's kind of unnerving because as a former manager, you don't hear them chanting, let's go rails. Sounds very odd and off-putting that you're chanting for a manager. Unless you're chanting weasel, weasel, you know, for Bobby Keaton back in the day, or I don't know what Cornette's nickname was, but it'd be weird if they chanted Didi name. They probably would now because he's a Hall of Famer. But the point is, we have a referee that gets over more so than the workers, I'm sure the workers get a kick out of it because they're like, wow, she gets more cheers than us. Like, when she referees a match and she gets chants. You know, like Aubrey Edwards. Was there any official in ECW that got chance? Was there any uh, official that got chance in WWE or WCW or any of the territories back in the day, like USWA, TVWA? Uh, there's a lot more territories than that. Trust me. Smoky Mountain Pro. Did any of the referees in those divisions get fucking chance? Oh, and Cornette's um, assessment of Orange Cassidy. Um, he's nowhere near the annoyance of Eric Arndt or Enzo Amore, whatever you fucking want to call him. The little runt formerly in WWE, NXT, and WWE for a brief two year stint because homeboy couldn't keep his mouth shut. What I'm getting at, folks, is. There are certain things in AEW that need fixing, and I'm not sugarcoating shit because that's not what I do as a broadcast journalist on this podcast. I'm not in a cranky mood. I'm just saying I would like to see them do things better, such as your show is now structured great. But to say things and then do the complete opposite of what you say We're not going to over-promo our show with a bunch of promos that people are not interested in. We're going to give the show the way it's intended to be shown. So, having time limits on matches and telling people, that's very old-fashioned. That's like back in the day. Actually, that's very indie wrestling style. This match has a 32-minute time limit. also making statements, and I'm going to repeat this one. We're not overly saturated. We're not going to oversaturate it with former WWE talent. Well, Sasha Banks got turned down. She unfollowed WWE at one point, started following AEW when she got turned down. It was all about, you know, all about the business, right? There's still Sean Spears. There's still Britt Baker. There's still... Awesome Kong, Jazz. You know what? It's funny to me. Has JR, as an announce team. Didn't those two used to work on SmackDown Live? Tony Schiavone at one point worked the early days in WWE before he left, you know, before he had an upward disagreement with management and Vince McMahon. He works for WWE as a commentator, on the live events and house shows. And you have Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, Chris Jericho. MJF never worked for WWE. I don't know who's been telling you that. But you, okay, Matt Hardy's worked all around. What I'm saying is there's more than just of Jake Hager, Boxley, Pac, Kenny Omega, once upon a time, did work there. Just briefly tried out and got cut. So, what I'm saying is, please keep in mind that fans, some of us are not stupid. Some of us want you to succeed. But others, you know, it's just like, seeing the skills that were in the wrestling ring tonight, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, yes, things are not going to be perfect. Could I do those moves? I'm going to say the following. I'm willing to learn. The most was saying the timing was off in that match with the moves that were done by Luchasaurus on the Wardlow and his tag team partner. So, also the attack. It's fun seeing wrestling attempt to do attacks with the light dim and they come back up and somebody comes in the ring. And, yeah, Luke Harper had us all fooled by his wrestling gear. Some feel that Matt Hardy should have been a part of Dark Order, and then they say, wait, he could be a part of the Elite. That's going to be a big deal if he shows up. They get such a crowd pop, and then fans around the world are like, what the fuck, he actually showed up? That's more interesting than
1: uh, WWE and what they're doing.
0: I'll give them that. NXT really, you know, they just showcase from headquarters. This is how serious this shit is getting. They showcase from headquarters with uh, Triple H. Helping introduce, you know, people that he feels are a special part of NXT. I part, you know, found myself watching some of it and then flipping the channels back and forth between USA Network and TNT. Guarantee you, like I said, when the audiences come back for both, you're still going to have a divided line. That's not going to fucking change. I read a review... I told you my thoughts on it, my friend, if you didn't like it, then I got two words for ya. No, no, those weren't the words I was looking for, my friend. No, nope, still not the two words for you, and it's okay, I can block your ass. Those are not the words that I use either. Fuck you. I'm not biased. I'm just telling the truth. Y'all don't want to hear what I have to say, Then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Some way or another, shape or form, I'm going to find a co-host that, you know, is going to hop on here with me on Mondays. Oh, wait, that's Lady Lynn. Never mind. Well, folks, remember, if you want to become a professional wrestler, this is going to end the show. Remember, if you want to become a professional wrestler, and trust me, this shit will pass. Trust me. They'll find the cure and it's gonna be okay. But uh until then, stay safe, listen to my show and other awesome podcasts like Heel Marks, Wrestle Talk, Renee and Joe, <clears throat> WWE Attitude Air Live with Granny Holster, Icon and Big Swing. Big shout outs to all the podcasts out there. Killing it, just you know, giving people something to listen to. Anyways, folks, that'll be it for tonight. Toodles bitches, I got to sleep and get up in the morning and go to work. So again, toodles bitches, dig it. Night. <laughs>